So we don't have to do silence? Well, I figured it doesn't need to... It's What he really wants is to pick up the background noise we don't want. So as long as the first 10 seconds have that background noise background noise in it because sometimes when we do silence there's not actually any noise that it picks up mm-hmm. so then if he tries to use that it won't there's nothing for it to use we're too good i know it's too, too quiet. quiet and then the second we start talking all the background noise starts <sighs> so i thought it doesn't need to be completely silent so okay fine hello hi it had we have started recording hope doesn't like california I've never been to California, so I don't really have an opinion on it. Just Here's kidding. my opinion on California. What? I never want to live there. But would you live there if money wasn't a thing? No. I would. And it's, here's why. Oh. Beach, mountains. That's all I want. Did someone ask? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I did. Mm-mm. You yeah. told. I asked uh-uh. in my head, and then I told. No, you don't have an inner monologue. <laughs> Yes, I do. I do, do have an inner monologue. I'm not so sure. Uh, look, just because I didn't know what it I meant it. doesn't mean I don't have one. And now <laughs> I know what it means. I'm not even sure I know what it meant. What it means. Listen, listen. Okay, she doesn't hate California. We just made a joke earlier. She just doesn't want to live yeah, there. Yeah, no, I don't hate California. I don't, I don't hate it either. I don't want to live there, though. I don't know if I well, hate Well, here's the state. thing. My only perception of California is L.A., and that's definitely not all of California, mm-hmm. and I definitely don't want to live in L.A. No. But that's almost like a, di- a whole different traffic. place. Too much traffic. I've heard that people are super superficial. I would like Obviously to live in Florida. Is, I want to see the real people. I want to see some real. Oh, my God. I would totally live in Florida. I want to see some stuff go down. I bet it's pretty cheap compared to, like, Austin. Hey, I was looking hey. at um, librarianship jobs, and there are a few in Florida. And I was like, I would come visit I could you. Live on my dream. Just I go could live on, on my dream. To my little beach. I could go to Disney World with, without you. I thought you didn't even like Disney World. Mm, I I don't necessarily like or dislike it because I I've never been. Okay. I want to go for all the quote unquote wrong reasons. What are the wrong? Like reasons? I wouldn't be there because I like love Disney because I don't. Okay. I would be there. Because it'd be, like, an interesting study. Like, I know so much about Disney, and so it'd be really interesting to go there and, like, mm-hmm. see it. The amount of things I know about Disney World and Disneyland that I don't have a whole lot of context for, there's a lot yeah. of my brain taken up with that. She does have a lot of information about it. I do. I was telling Harvey, because um, I was talking about how different countries are, like, handling the pandemic right now and kind of, like, different surges that are happening. And I was like, you know, it's funny. You can tell a lot about how a country or a state is handling the pandemic based on the Disneyland or Disney World in it and how oh they're gosh. handling that. Because I was like, when you go and you watch a Disney video, you have commenters from all around the world who have been to different Disney Worlds talking about how they can or can't go or, like, the regulations right now so it's actually kind of interesting you do a whole study on disney in the world sounds like that's something that you should consider that could be my my senior thesis <laughs> just make you know, sure when you I include your to eid on it i'm still gonna do mine on the jersey shore there's a bug on my foot what kind of bug i don't know i just brushed him off i didn't want to kill him i don't want to kill it i don't want to kill bugs i don't like killing bugs listen guys Every little thing just wants to be loved. That's why I don't like killing bugs. Except it's really hard not to kill roaches. Yeah. They're so 
It's hard when know. you feel like you have no other option. Because, like, a roach, you can't, like... It's hard to pick up a roach and take it outside. Listen, roaches are ugly and disgusting. Okay? It doesn't mean they don't want to be loved, though. Why do you think they're coming into your house anyways? They want to come give you a kiss mm-hmm. on the cheek. Free rent. Yeah, true. <laughs> anyways, I don't know. Uh, Hope and I started watching... You want to tell them what we started watching yesterday? So, Lindsay and I have really gotten into tentacle porn. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, uh, listen. Mark as we explicit, Harvey. Just, <laughs> no. That was a joke. Um, I have never seen that. Oh. That sounds very believable. <laughs> um, sounds like something someone We started watching... Have. Is it just called Desperate Housewives? Yeah. I told Harvey today in the car. I was like, Lindsay and I started watching Desperate Housewives. And he said, which one? And I said, I think there's only one who's like the Desperate Housewives of what? And I said, no, that's the Real the Housewives. Real. <laughs> hey, um, honestly, that's an honorable mistake. Yeah. Yeah. He, he he's aware in some ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's it's a. <laughs> it's very you can it's date it dated itself. Yeah. In the making, you can tell this was like a what early 2000s show just based on like the jokes, which mm-hmm. I don't think would slide these days. Wait, like what? I don't remember. Well, like. I feel like the the stereotype of like a mother of three boys and like her husband does like just wants to have kids with her mm-hmm. like that thing I feel like the way they handle it it's like funny but like that's not funny you mm-hmm. know what I mean mm-hmm. like her kids were like unbuckled in the car while she was driving I feel like that's not funny I don't know if they were trying to make it funny well I feel like the idea is like her thing is like something to laugh like oh my god it's funny like a mother who just has so many kids and it's so hard like nowadays we like appreciate i'm not doing that and in that mm-hmm. show i feel like it's different i don't know okay. when i watched it i felt rubbed the wrong way but as in like the time it was made mm-hmm. you know or like every bad. time eva longoria is on the screen they play spanish music yeah <laughs> and you're like i'm sure there's more to her than like spanish music you know mm-hmm. it's like interesting. they gotta enforce that stereotype yeah they've got that one person of color on the show so they've got to be like oh yeah yeah, you know? just check that off on the list. But it's I still like it. Definitely interesting. I'm enjoying it. It's definitely something to watch. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know. After watching, like, all these other dramas, like Gossip Girl, and we both didn't really get into Pretty Little Liars mm-hmm. or, like, Vampire Diaries. Nope. But it's kind of like a adult version of Gossip Girl. And they're, like, not as wealthy. But it's still, like, the same type of drama in... Like, the same type of legal things where you're like, what? what? Like, yeah. is that okay? Like, I don't know. Yeah, that whole... See, and that's another thing. I feel like that storyline, like, nowadays would be, like, very questionable. Mm-hmm. But at that time, it's like, oh, like, hot young guy, older yeah. woman. Yeah. But watching it, we're kind of like, but Isn't how old is school? he? And that's the same thing with Gossip Girl. Because not, Nate like, taking and Chuck Bass, they would be like sleeping with these older women and it's like they're in high school like they're like sophomores in high school i don't even know i'm assuming i'm assuming he's an 18 year old senior it's all we sure hope so it's all we can do but i i don't know i feel like see again i feel like that probably wasn't seen as that strange like obviously it's like kind of like taboo she's obviously married and Mm -hmm. stuff but like Mm -hmm. back then it'd be like oh like a younger guy Mm -hmm. but if it was a younger girl with an older guy you know it'd be like oh oh yeah so it's just, we talked about this before with, like, young men getting taken advantage of. Yeah, it's weird. That's what I've noticed in Gilmore Girls. I'm rewatching Gilmore Girls for, like, the 
this time. I don't know. I, I started it like four years ago, so I don't know how hey, we got I might start it just for you. Jack Pearson. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, like that show, Miss Patty's always like, is it ogling or oogling? I don't I think it's ogling. I don't even know. It's like ogling young men and making very sexual remarks about them. And it's weird because she's like a 40-year-old lady. Mm-hmm. And it's just uncomfortable. She like harasses them. Mm-hmm. But like, in, I feel like in that time when the show came out, it was like funny. Yeah. Like, haha, old woman and yeah. like, really young guys. And the guys can't really complain about it. Yeah. They, they also have this whole scene where Luke complains about a woman breastfeeding at his diner mm-hmm. and they're all like yeah that's gross like even <laughs> Lorelai well. a young mother yeah you know who like it was just it's crazy you know yeah. these things that date the show but well I, I feel like there's still a large majority today who are like you can't breastfeed anywhere so strange oh my gosh what was I watching oh it was another TikTok and there's this guy who I think he's in Peru Peru yeah He's somewhere, I don't know, but he kind he, like, basically is, like, doing charity work, um, and they take a lot of, like, it's purely based on donations, like, TikTok people will hmm. donate, um, but there was a woman that he was talking to, and she was just, like, breastfeeding in a cafe, and it was totally normal. Yeah. And so it's just, like, it's probably, it's gotta be a cultural thing, like, a woman having her breast out is only- oh, yeah really like controversial in the u.s i don't know where else it is or isn't like i know in a lot of european countries it's not but Mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely sexualized in the u.s a lot yeah i've read somewhere about like a tribe i think it was like an indigenous tribe and the women like they wouldn't really wear tops and it wasn't a big deal because it wasn't sexualized in that way Mm -hmm. i was just like that's so crazy how different it is yeah it's interesting it's very interesting i've seen many a nipple breastfeeding and it's just a nipple to me. It's just a nipple. I saw anime nipples today, is. and I was like, just she a nipple. No. <laughs> she was seducing. Mm, anime <laughs> nipples, tentacle porn, <laughs> connections, anyone? I don't know. The, the whole episode today, it was the second to last episode of Castlevania, and they really brought all the big guns in terms of sex scenes. I was like, oh. Big nipples. <laughs> it was the first time they've ever done that, and of course it was when Hope and Harvey came home. You know we don't care. And there were two separate, like, events going on where one guy was having a threesome and one guy was also, he was just having a twosome, but they were both <laughs> being decent. tricked, so it was like, uh-oh. Yeah. I was just like, even though it was animal, animal, even though it was anime, I was, like, slightly uncomfortable still. I was just like, mm. Sex scenes are never comfortable. Never. They, I feel like they shouldn't be. Yeah. It'd be kind of weird. Yeah. If they were. Yeah, I don't know. So how about you don't get mad at the the tired mom just trying to feed her baby whenever the baby's hungry? Exactly. I don't get mad at you for eating a snack around me. I do if you don't share. But I don't want to share breast milk. <laughs> Why not? I don't know. I, I guess I'm curious. Would you taste it? My own. I don't think I'd really want to taste someone else's. What if I just, like, put this baby bottle back away? Then I'll, Yeah, no, You don't totally. have breast milk. Whose breast milk is that? No, totally. I get it. There's that episode of Fringe where Ross tries it, doesn't he? They all try Rachel's breast milk or something. Good question. I like, never look it off their Friends. hands. Joey tries it. I've like 
I know my my dad has tried it. My mom has tried it. I feel like parents <laughs> always try it. Because, like, I'm sure you want to know. I've had it before. Well, yeah. I was a baby When you are old enough to recall tasting it, I think, is what what I'm referring to. I was talking to my mom about it, and I was like, doesn't it hurt? A baby's biting on your nipple. She's like, eh, like, a little at first. You just get used to it, though. Well, and then when when you're first breastfeeding, they don't bite because they don't have teeth. But then they do bite. And that's when I heard it really does hurt. You have to teach them not to. Like a cat. Scoby. I know. (sighs) But I bet it feels good to, like alleviate some of the pressure out of your breast oh yeah the swelling oh anyway mothers <laughs> mothers yeah. don't get enough credit mothers good dads don't get enough credit either mm-hmm. parents don't get a lot of credit tell your parents you love i'm them. trying to like remind myself as a teacher to see like and i feel like i do but like Parents are your friends for the most part in the classroom. Or you should at least try and make it that way. Yeah. You don't want parents to be your enemies. No. I'm sure parents don't want to be your enemy. So, like, make that effort, you know? Always got school on the brain. <laughs> Always. Um, are we going to talk about anything else? I really don't remember. We could do a Lent check-in. Okay. Uh, I'm doing fine. <laughs> I have urges. Um, Especially like, when uh, I try to get you to drink wine with me. Yeah. Lindsay I and I were it. watching Sex and the City 2. Yeah, we've clearly fallen into a trap of, like, Talking about middle-aged another, women. Another movie that dated itself. So. Yeah. All these movies, and you're just, like... That one was was high-key racist. Um, yeah, racist. And, towards Muslim women, especially. Yeah, and there was this whole thing about, like, quote-unquote a gay wedding that was just very odd to me, mm-hmm. the way they handled it. Mm-hmm. Like, emphasizing that it was gay. Yeah. And it was like, well, it's just a wedding. Yeah. I don't know. And Early like 2000s. Funny. So strange. Uh, so Lent check-in. <laughs> um, I just, so I, I don't drink a lot of anything other than water. And so I think giving up everything other than water is actually what made it so hard because I have no other liquid to go towards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just have water. But that's been fine. I haven't, like, drink anything other than water i mean i've had some milk but i ate milk with oreos and i said if i can eat cereal and milk i think milk and oreos is fine how do you eat milk i'm just curious with a spoon i ate milk did you chew it i tried i love to use a spoon when i drink my milk yeah so why are you questioning my Well, because i'm still drinking it i'm not eating it well what's the difference oh there's a big difference what's no it's like i have to tell Stefan. it's like if you're listening to an audiobook, you're not reading. No, that's different. You're listening. That's a comprehension thing. You don't comprehend your food. Hey, I have a different relationship. I really with no. My I food. really want to know what's the difference between eating milk and like. Can you not? Well, what's eat the difference milk? between eating and drinking? I don't know because well, one is just you drink it. Do you not eat soup? Yeah, I eat the soup and I drink the broth. But you, but when you take a spoonful of soup. Well, it depends what's you don't in have the spoonful. To, you don't have to chew soup. You don't have to chew tomato soup. Do you drink tomato soup or do you eat it? That's, you drink it. Really? I would think so. You're not chewing it. But you use a spoon. So? So you so do you drink all soups? So if you don't chew something, is that considered drinking? I don't know. Because you can put like a goldfish in your mouth and just swallow it. You don't have to chew it. Yeah, if you're a psycho. So is that drinking? No. So does liquid I think it has to be a liquid. Yeah. Interesting. But I'm dipping my Oreos in milk, so I am eating milk. Because you chew the Oreo with milk in it. Well, you're you're still eating the Oreo, though. But there's milk in it. 
Yeah, but I'm not comfortable saying that I'm eating milk. It just doesn't fly with me. I'm not asking you to. I'm saying I'm eating milk. Well, okay. You can eat whatever you want. I'm saying I eat milk. You eat milk. You I can don't drink eat milk. milk too. I drink milk. So, like, what is a snow cone? A snow cone is ice. So, are you eating it? Yes. So, if you swallow ice, are you eating it or drinking it? Because it creates liquid in your mouth when you put it in there. Well, I don't know because it goes in as a solid. Or, like, so if I dip a chicken nugget in ketchup, am I eating ketchup or drinking it? Eating ketchup. But if I dip an Oreo in milk, am I eating milk or drinking it? I just still don't think that counts as eating it. Why? It's the same Because it's concept. not so much milk on the cookie. The cookie's been saturated by it, and it, the cookie's all soggy now. So what if you're eating tres leches? I don't know. I haven't had tres leches. Cake so soaked in milk. Are you still drinking milk? No. But it's the same thing as an <laughs> Oreo saturated with milk. But I didn't say you were drinking that milk either. You drink the rest of the milk in the cup. Yeah, but you are ingesting milk. Yes. When you eat an Oreo soaked in milk. The milk is like smuggling its way. It's called eating, bro. You're no. just looking for different words for eating. <laughs> smuggling. Anyways, this is not a food debate podcast. You can write in and let us know that it I'm could right. Be. Um, I don't know. It I think you me. can eat or drink any form of food or beverage. I don't really care. Maybe you like as, to chew liquid. I'm not, not as my problem. I guess. I well, know. we've we've known that for a while. <laughs> uh, YouTube's fine. Haven't watched. I mean, I've watched a little bit of YouTube. Um, if it's like helping me do something, mm-hmm. like I don't know how to do this, I need to look it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I haven't watched it for like entertainment. Um, I got an Instagram once because this girl that I sent earrings to tagged me, and I was like, "Well, that's for my business, so I'm gonna tag her back." And other than that, pretty good. Yeah, a lot of people have like accidentally, like very much tried to get me to drink something and i'm like oh i can't have that and they're like what and i'm like oh i just gave it up and they're like oh my god i forgot sorry and by they i mean Lindsay and harvey (laughs) um harvey like every other day is like do you want some of this i'm like oh i can't have any he's like why and i'm like because i gave it up (laughs) oh i have been in a way i'm i'm self-fulfilling the act of communion by drinking my own blood of christ my own wine and even though they usually don't use rosé, I'm going to count it. Because it was a Sunday have yesterday to, when I finished the rest of the bottle. You're going to have to write a note to uh, Cardinal DiNardo. Oh, my God. Cardinal, if you're listening, hi. I heard that the Catholic Church today is not... Uh, today? I heard These today. Or today? I heard today they, like, said, like, an official announcement that they're not... Um, they don't recognize unions of same-sex people. I heard that, too. made me sad. I know. That's where you draw... I mean, this is kind of personal, but it's like... How... In what ways do you, like... Because Hope and I are both Catholic, and we... You know. But... Does everything that you believe have to align with whatever religion you align with? You know? That's a really question. <laughs> yeah, not anything to get into. It's just something no. that I've been thinking about because I yeah. have my own beliefs, you know? Mm-hmm. And church has been corrupt for years and yeah. years. So I kind of am bothered when people just blindly follow any institution, really. Yeah. I think what's really important, honestly, whatever you believe, Hope and I are not in any way judgmental of people who 
don't believe in what we believe in or no. believe in God, you know, you can believe in whatever you want, but just, I think what matters is, like, your person, if you're a spiritual person or religious, your personal relationship, you know, with whatever you believe in and just how you treat other people on, on earth. Seconded. Yeah, because, you know, it's so like, well. once again, we've talked about this before, just saying that, like, oh, I'm a Christian, I go to church, and then going and, like, doing awful things to people, doesn't matter. Um, yeah, that, being a Christian is not the only personality trait you have. Yeah. Being and Christian is not a personality trait. <laughs> some of, Having a dog is not a personality <laughs> trait. Some of the, this is just the last thing I'll say, some of the nicest people I've ever known are like atheists or agnostic so mm-hmm. maybe don't be so quick to judge someone because their beliefs yeah i feel like it's just someone's religion or beliefs is usually honestly to me and i think to most people not a signifier of who they are as a person mm-hmm. it's just a part of you mm-hmm. um because i could argue the same thing though i know a lot of like devout christians who are literally some of the happiest people i know mm-hmm. so i feel like it's just who you are and how you choose to live yeah and like how you treat other people it's not really your religion um yes yeah we've covered a lot of ground today yeah desperate housewives eating milk i was gonna say religion um we've got two this is a half vaccinated household ladies and gentlemen yes we both have received round one girls of covid vaccines yep um texas finally took their heads out of their butts and said, oh, maybe teachers should be vaccinated (laughs) Mm. because they're around a bunch of people who can't get vaccinated. Yeah. You know? So that's um, somewhat reassuring. I'm not doing things any different. I'm still wearing my mask. I'm not going Mm. out to restaurants. So, Mm -hmm. you know. But I'm hoping. sue us. Harvey was telling me that Daddy Biden, (laughs) I don't ever refer to him that way. I just think it's the funniest thing. You just did. Because... I have no genuine like of any political person ever. Sorry, yeah, I don't. Um, I'll pick the one I think is less terrible, and that's about as far as you can get me to go. I think that's pretty common. Yeah, but good old Daddy Biden said that, I thought Harvey said by tomorrow or by like the end of this week, they expect to have 100 million Americans vaccinated, which is about a third of the population. That's honestly great. It's so exciting. Yeah. Um. So that, like gave me some hope because you know as an educator I have very mixed feelings about the opening up of schools and hybrid learning and um I want as many kids to be able to come back as possible Mm -hmm. in a safe way because a lot of kids just need it Mm -hmm. so that gave me some hope that maybe next year we can maybe do basically school with masks and social distancing Mm -hmm. because hybrid learning like don't get me wrong I respect you if that's what you're choosing for your child but it's also really hard on the teacher, too. Like, it's hard on parents and teachers. Mm-hmm. And so if you can get as many kids back into the classroom as possible that feel safe, I think that would be really great. It's good for the kids, too. Oh, yeah. Just having, getting to be around other kids. Mm-hmm. You Socialization. Know. And especially in a time where I feel like we're trying very hard to toe the line between, like, you don't want to tell a kid not to be around other kids, mm-hmm. but you want to make sure that they understand why it's safe to keep their distance. Yeah. So you really want kids to still have some sort of interaction. And online learning, I think, just isn't enough. Yeah. Um, you just aren't getting that much time. Right. But, um, right on. Yeah. Is there anything else? Yes. 
if anyone else out there is trying to understand Attack on Titan, oh, you're not alone. Yeah. Okay, I was like really confused because we're about to record and I like go outside and I check on the cats and I come back in and I'm like, oh, I'm ready when you are. And you're like, I just have to finish this one of these videos. And I'm like confused because I'm seeing anime, but I'm hearing what I feel like is a straight up professor lecture. <laughs> so I'm like, what is she? Yes. I didn't know if you were watching anime and listening to, like, a lecture for class, and they just couldn't differentiate which one was where. Turtle and then quirk. It, and then it, it hit, and I said, oh, she's trying to understand an anime. Turtle quirk. He has great videos. Episode no, breakdowns. They're pretty short. They're, like, 10 to 15 minutes max. And yesterday, Stephanie and I were like, so we're watching season four of Attack on Titan, and it's the last season. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so Attack, it's a great anime, but... Wow, it's so hard to understand. It's like, I've never had to study a show before, you know? Well, sometimes with Hunter x Hunter. But I'm just like, what? Stephanie and I are just like, what is going on? We're so confused. And so we started watching from episode two of his explanatory series yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I got through episode 12 today, so I'm pretty much caught up. Because we haven't watched 13 yet. So they released them, like, weekly because it's, like, happening right now. But, <sighs> Wow. I think I, like, finally have more of an understanding, but I don't know. I think one day I'll watch all this show all over again and be like, oh, okay. It's so good, but it's just like, what? And then the guy is, like, explaining all these things, and I'm like, how do you know all this from just watching? Like, but he also read the manga, and the mm. manga has, he, I, I like what, that, that he includes the manga that they left out on the show, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, yeah, that would have been extremely helpful to know. So, Yeah. If anyone else is out there struggling, you're not alone. You're or not alone. if you're struggling to um, stay entertained this spring break, as I always struggle about the second day of any break I'm on, my brain like goes crazy. I can't handle not being on a strict schedule. Yeah. Um, get some Nancy Drew games. <laughs> or Pajama Sam. Or Pajama Sam. I have already beat two Nancy Drew games over this break. Woo! That is... That makes five in total that I've beat mm-hmm. in my lifetime. <laughs> they are so fun to me. Look, I understand some people would sit there and be like, this is the most boring thing in the world. But like, it's puzzles, it's story, it's mystery, mm-hmm. it's point and click, my favorite form of any game ever. Yeah. Uh, and you can play it by yourself. And I don't like competitive games, so I loved it. And they're so fun. I'm playing The White Wolf of Icicle Creek. And it's been interesting. There's a wolf in it, and she's super cute. Her name's Isis. Um, and it's been interesting. This one's not as eerie. Some of them are really, like, creepy. Um, I played the shadow at the water's edge, like, two years ago. And that one had, like, jump scares. And it, like, Ooh, scared me. It was like very good. Scares. There was a ghost in it. I like scary video games. I That one just had a very eerie feel. And it was also really fun. In some ways her interactive that's who makes the games like are actually pretty accurate with how they depict different things um mm-hmm. shout out the water's edge took place in japan and um i think that one as far as visuals go was pretty accurate in their depiction which is appreciated when you're in an immersive game uh but the last one i played uh the last train to blue moon canyon that one's a little creepy but not really and this one's not really creepy at all. But you get to make food. You're like the chef at a... Hope cannot make the quesadillas. Okay. Or she Here's could not. I'm so used to playing, like, 
like Papa's Burgeria. We're like <laughs> what the whole. What is that? Oh my god! If you know what I'm talking about, is that from Cooking Mama? <laughs> it's from it's from Cool Math Games, you idiot. Oh, whoa! Yeah, take it easy with the slurs. Idi- it's slurs. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> that will not be taken out of context. I'm gonna get you a short. This is take it easy with the slurs. That'll go over <laughs> what real was the, well. What would Nancy Drew? What would Nancy? That's the other shirt. Uh, we're trademarking this, by the way. I was like losing my mind one night, per and usual. I turned to Lindsay and I said, "What would Nancy Drew?" But I meant to I say, know. what would Nancy Drew do? But it, like, mixed. I don't know. What would Nancy Drew? You are Nancy Drew, so you tell me. What would you do? But they're fun. Uh, Steam has most of them. If That's you want to support her saying. interactive, who actually makes the games, you can buy off of there. I think they're maybe a little more expensive. Mm-hmm. But that has been my break. Oh, we also started watching the first Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship. Oh, yeah. We got about halfway through, which is pretty good. Yeah. they're. I love those movies. I've probably seen them eight times. I've never in my seen life. them. All of them. Yeah. So, as y'all know, Hope got me the series for Christmas, which best Christmas present ever. Books are just the best present, yeah. period. I don't I don't know if that's always true. It is. It depends on who gets you the book. Mm-mm. Unless you give me, like, a Nazi book. I don't want that. Don't give me that. Like, pro-Nazi? Yeah. I don't, I don't want that. Give me Lord of the Rings. I don't know. Sometimes people get you books and you're like, thanks, but it's not your type of book. And it's mm-hmm. not that you'll never read it, mm-hmm. but like that already puts it that much lower on your list of what to read. Mm-hmm. Not talking about anyone in particular. I don't think I've had that Indeed. many experiences. What? Uh, anyways. Yeah, watching the movies after the books is definitely nice because <laughs> part of the books I definitely... I kind of drifted off or I rushed through. Mm-hmm. So watching the movie is like, it helps to click together some parts. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Cool. Shout out Sam. Samwise Gamgee. <laughs> if everyone in the world could be 4% more like Samwise Gamgee, mm-hmm. I'm not even convinced COVID would exist. <laughs> Loyal, honest, kind, innocent, short, <laughs> short, blonde. Brown uh, eyes. I think he's dirty a redhead. Oh, well. Just don't be brunette then, Maybe. I guess. I always saw him as a redhead. Now I feel like he's not Maybe a redhead. Maybe he's like a strawberry blonde. I don't even know what that means. Mm, it's basically blonde. Well, what makes a strawberry blonde? I don't know. You don't have to ask a strawberry blonde person. <laughs> I just, I recall, we were probably relatively young, me and you arguing about what color Jennifer Aniston's hair was. What? And I don't know who said what, so I'm not going to try and pretend like I do. But we were adamant about it, and Lindsay and I used to go in. We did. We used to we fight hard. Sometimes. we were like, we just hung out with each other every yeah, day. Yeah, who else are you going <laughs> to argue with? So I'd be like, uh, no. And, like, you know how little kids are convinced they know? Yeah. And there's nothing you do to convince them otherwise? <sighs> yeah, imagine two of them together All the arguing. Time. <laughs> I'm going to go home then. Yeah. Walks across the street. I'm not gonna hang out with you tomorrow. Don't call me tomorrow. And then I, we would call each other like ten minutes, and I'm like, "Are you sorry. going tomorrow? <laughs> Do you want to come over?" My mom said I needed to apologize. <laughs> Anyways, that's called resilience. We got all our fighting out when we were little, and now we don't fight. Yeah, now we just wrestle. True. Um, True. With knives. Some may call it knife fights. Sometimes leg wrestling. wrestling. Have you ever leg wrestled anyone? No. What's that? You like, you lay. Like, your head would be here, and they were the opposite of you, and you put your legs up, and, like, you, it's hard to, you put your legs up, and then you, but your leg would be coming this way, 
and wrestle. I'll have to show you okay. a video later. I don't know. My yeah. dad was like, do you know, have you ever learned about leg wrestling? And I was like, no. probably for the best, but I haven't. Yeah. But and then he lit bit. his fart on fire and almost caught the couch on fire. I had a great childhood. All right. And then he said, pull my finger. Best trick in the book. It, is, it came out? His finger came out? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I invented when I was little? What? You go up to someone and you say, do this. Do this. Do this. Do this. And then you tickle their armpits. Four years old. An <laughs> you innovator. invented that? Yes. I did. How do I not know about this thing? I don't know. I guess <laughs> I only did it to my family. Oh. I really oh, I only did it, it to adults. I probably thought adults were I'm dumb not, and I'm trickable. not your family. You're not an adult. Now you are. Am I? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Check my ID. Oh, God. I hope you're seven. Wait a minute. That makes things very How strange. Are you hey, are you teaching kids to do this. Do this. And then I just mug you. Oh my God. Pickpocket you is what I meant to say. Mug me's a little more violent. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do to pay the bills. Anyways. <laughs> I reckon we get started. I, I, reck- I reckon you're I reckon. right. How do you want to decide who goes first? Um, I don't know. It could be rock, paper, scissors. Okay. But how is, is it a punishment to go first or a reward? Do you want to go first? No. I'll just go first then. It's, I feel like it's your turn, right? Because I went first last time. I guess. I like to sit and listen before I have to talk. Okay. Because then I get all jittery after I talk. Well, here's the thing. It's probably better that I go first, because this one's a bit of a downer. Actually, a lot of a downer. Yeah. So. I'm going to bring it up. Bring it up, bring please. It up Someone with has my to. origin stories of methamphetamines. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Happiest drug on earth. <laughs> okay, so this week, Hope and I decided to focus on the state of New York. And so... I have decided this week to cover the Amityville Horror House. Where in New York State is the Amityville Horror House? It is on uh, the island of... I always mess this up. Well, it's it's in New Jersey. Okay. Is New Jersey an island? I don't know. Because New Jersey is a part of New York. Yeah. (laughs) It's in Amityville, New Jersey, which is in New York. Oh, okay. Apparently. It's about... I've... 30 miles from the city. That's what I saw. No no minute, no time. So probably, I don't know, depending on traffic, 30 minutes to an hour maybe. Yeah, apparently that's like an American thing. Like telling distance by time instead of by actual distance. Really? Yeah. I like knowing Like I would never time. say we live, I don't even know how far we would live from HEB. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't. Maybe that gives things away. Hey, there's so many HEBs, bro. It's true. Anyways. <laughs> Okay, so real quick, no the sources that ourselves. I used are Washington Post, also two of my favorite podcasts, My Favorite Murder, and That's Why We Drink, because they both cover this. That's nice. And so the background is a bit, like, true crimey. Well, actually, it's completely true crimey. So, sorry, because it's a little bit uh, dreary. So if you don't want to listen to this part, or if, like, murder is, like, a trigger, especially, like involving guns you should probably skip ahead just because that's a lot of this right now so anyways the original owners of this house were the defeos and so ronald joseph defeo also known as butch 
was born on great nickname sounds like he's destined for a peaceful life butch no don't give your child a nickname butch did they give the nickname butch i don't know but i'm telling you don't do that i'm gonna you're gonna be aunt butch (laughs) my children fine i could i could get used to that okay so he was born on september 26 1951 to big ronnie because he's he's uh ronald jr so the dad is ronald they call him big ronnie and louise defeo and growing up butch defeo had it hard um so he was the firstborn, and he was a boy and his father expected a lot from him and he was not afraid to discipline him so the dad has a history of being abusive to the family um which is just never a a great upbringing for anybody Mm -hmm. and so he was not afraid to discipline butch in the cruelest fashion the cruelest fashion so like one minute he would hug his son the next minute he'd throw him across the room so also as a kid it's like you probably like i don't know what to expect ever yeah yeah so i feel for him in that sense you know um but don't grow up and be crazy like don't be an asshole you know Mm -hmm. anyways um so Luis's brother, this is his uncle Michael, would later testify at the DeFeo trial about an incident he witnessed when Butch was two years old. He said, we were all sitting down in the basement watching TV, and I don't know, the boy had done something. All of a sudden, he stood up, the father, and just pushed the boy into the wall. The boy banked his head or part of his shoulder or something. So you're going to push your little two-year-old son into the wall? That's sad. Yeah, and so also as a child... Which was very overweight and would remain so until his teenage years when he began using amphetamines. So his school life suffered because of his weight problem. Bigger kids would often make fun of him, calling him names like the blob, bucket weaver, and pork chop. Which is so, kids can be so mean. Um, and so his dad was a car salesman. And the house they move into is massive. It's like the Amityville house is 4,000 square feet. So you wonder, like, a car salesman, you know. These are just some, like, speculations I saw doing my research. Um, people speculated that maybe the dad had, like, mob ties because they moved into this massive house. Yeah, when you said worth... car salesman and massive house, my brain was like, does not compute. Yeah, it's either like, oh, maybe the car sales were really missing. good or mob tie, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But anyways, just a little, a little just touch of irony is that the house had a sign outside that said high hopes which is like why does any house have a sign outside but anyways yeah just put that sign outside our apartment apartment high hopes um so anyways he has a highly abusive father he has a really passive mother um and as butch starts to get older he starts to fight back which is just like a storm forming um and he's also known as a bully at school he's just going down like this really bad path as he starts um oh sorry not there yet well he his parents are like maybe we should like send him to a psychiatrist to maybe get some anger out which is like or maybe don't abuse your kid but whatever but anyways whenever he refuses counseling the parents decide to just spoil him and buy whatever he wants to attempt to keep him happy always what great parenting (laughs) when he was 15 they bought him a fourteen thousand dollar speedboat I don't understand Which is like, where did this money come from. Exactly. It's very weird. A 14 in the 50s or probably 60s at this point? Yeah, still. As I put That's in, a I was lot like, of money. Ties? Also, he's 15. He can't even drive a car. Why would you get him a speedboat? Yeah, really? 
Yeah, let's give him a very powerful big machine where he can use to maybe harm others. That's a great idea. I love it. <laughs> anyway, I love it. So, I'll print these off for you if you want to keep them for when you have kids. Parenting handbook. Oh my god. So, by 17, Butch became an LSD and a heroin user, which is an interesting combo. LSD and heroin. Yeah. Um, and he, of course, you know, unfortunately, he gets expelled from school. And so his dad hires him on at the car dealership. So yeah, let's let's give our son a salary, and he's gonna he's gonna buy more um, guns, liquor, and drugs. So that's what he does. At one point, um, the parents are arguing, and Butch just pulls a gun out and tries to shoot his father. But luckily, it malfunctions, and like no one really does anything. And then there was like some robbery attempt that like happened on butch but it turns out he had staged it on himself i don't know if he was trying to get like more money out of it or something Hmm. i don't know but anyways when the police were like they put the pieces together that like we know that you did this and his dad like scolds him and threatens to kill him which it's like hey no don't do that so anyways here's the night of the killings this is where it gets real heavy um so, the night of November 13th, 1974, um, Ronnie, Ronald DeFeo Jr., or Butch, is 23 years old, and he takes a 35 caliber rifle, and he basically goes on a little, like, he t- takes a round on his house and just takes out everyone in the family. And so, he shoots everyone in the family. Um... He has four siblings that he kills, which is really sad, and both of his parents. And it's really creepy because he shoots each of them while they're, like, sleeping on their stomach. Or at least that's how they're found. Everyone is in the same position on their stomach. Hmm. So some are shot in the back, some are shot in the head. I'm sorry, I know that's awful. I don't really want to, like, get into too many details of that just because it's really, it's really sad. Um, So anyways, they lived in the house for nine years until that night. And um, how old is he? Twenty-three. Yeah, and so on the day, and he also threw the shotgun in the sewer, and like obviously they find it, and they find the like box of boxes of ammo in his room. So mm-hmm. he didn't do a great job of like covering it up. So on the day in question, um, so the morning after the the shootings, he left for work, or he went to let's he went to work to the car dealership and they were like where's your dad and he was like i don't know i haven't heard from him and so he goes to a bar later and he he's like i i keep calling my house and no one answers so he's like you know what let me just leave and and go check on them and make sure and so he returns and he's like you have to help me i i think my mother and father are shot just like really you think asshole um so authorities found all six family members dead in their beds shot with a rifle around 3 15 a.m and all on their stomachs. There was no sign of a struggle or that they were drugged, which is interesting. It comes up later. And no local reports of gunshots were logged, um, which is really interesting because a rifle is really loud. Hmm. So that'll come up in a second too. And so anyways, Butch um, changed his alibi several times, claiming first that he was at the bar during the time of the, the murders. And that he said, like, a, a hitman did it. And then he eventually, you know, he... I didn't really take note of all the different ways he changes his alibi, but just know that he changes his story a lot. Mm. And so the cops are pretty quick to be like, we know it was you. Yeah. 
So eventually he confessed that he gunned his own family down. And on October 14th, 1975, he stood trial. And he says, I hate this, but he says, once I started, I just couldn't stop. It all went so fast, which is disturbing. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, none of them woke up. Exactly. So we'll get into that in just a second. So he had um, his lawyer attempted to get him insanity. Mm -hmm. um, And he claimed that he was guided by malevolent voices in his head that he couldn't control his behavior. Is he in? He's not in Mindhunter. Mindhunter's before this. Yeah, I don't think that he's Because Mindhunter's like 60s, early Mm -hmm. 70s, and this is like late 70s? Yeah. Okay. So I think he did it in 73. I'm trying to think of like characters in Mindhunter. Yeah, no, I don't think. Other than Charles Manson. (laughs) I don't think he was in it. And um, what's the guy, the really tall guy, Ed? Ed Ed Kemper? Oh, Ed Kemper. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Because there's, like, that one crazy guy who's, like, not actually crazy. But he pretends to be crazy during their interview. I remember that one. I thought maybe this was him. The guy that, like, kills the bird in his hand? I don't know. The guy that's like, I can speak nine languages. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sad they're not doing a season three. I I need to rewatch that. Mm -hmm. Good show. So, anyways, um, I think they diagnosed him with some, some, like, type of borderline personality disorder, which... Does not mean that you're crazy, by the way. Like, he just had a lot of evil in him, like, paired with a really bad upbringing and drug usage and all these things. That was just a really bad recipe for what he did. But a lot of people go through things like that or worse and they don't kill anyone. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it comes down to the person at the end of the day. But what they, like, state was that you knew what you were doing. You knew it was wrong. You tried to hide the evidence, so you're guilty, you know? Yeah. Um, so he's charged with six counts of second-degree murder and 25 years to life in November of 1975. And then I want... <laughs> this just made me laugh. Even at one point in the trial, he claims to kill the lawyer and the judge. <laughs> what? can't kill everyone. It's not going to solve your issues. He's like, you can't... You can't I send me to jail. I, I killed you. <laughs> he's like, I will kill you. Like, the judge is... <laughs> it's like that scene from The Office. Like, the lawyers, like, talking to him. I know. I know. It's like, I th- I said that that's, he claims to kill. No, he claims to threaten wild. to kill. Ah. It's like, I will kill you. It's like, that's, that's not helping. a good look for you. <laughs> yeah. Not looking great. Yeah. So, anyways, wow. on to the little conspiracy. So, yeah. um, As we know, a rifle, or if you don't know, a rifle is very loud. That's what a lot of hunters I use. I don't know that. Well, but I guess I do now. For people like you and I, investigators conducted a little experiment, and they found that the noise from the same rifle with the same type of bullet would have been heard a mile away. So wow. the fact that no one in the house do woke up... Do they live around other people, or is this kind of, like, kind of far away from other people? No, it's just a regular suburb, and that's oh, another thing is that... I think they lived on, like, a hill or something? No, none of the neighbors woke up either, which is just, like... It questions people to think if, like, this was maybe, like, true or, like, you know, what really what, went on. I was like, what do you mean Was true? evidence tampered with? Were they placed on their stomachs? Because they were all found in the same position. Like, were they I all mean, just when, sleeping that way? Wouldn't you be able to, I don't know, I'm not a forensic, forensic investigator. You're not a forensic <laughs> investigator yet. Yet. But, like, <laughs> couldn't you tell how, uh, to an extent, someone's position when they're shot? Like, yeah. you would, wouldn't you be able to tell based on, like, I don't know, 
where the bullet hole enters your oh, I'm and sure. stuff. Like, yeah. if they were already on their stomach or if they moved post-mortem. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they cared about that in the 70s, though. Especially if there's no exit, like, uh, exit hole. Exit wound? Of the bullet. I don't know if there were or not, but... Yeah, because... Well, you would think that you would hear... Yeah, a rifle? I would think so. you think that you would hear someone in the next room. You'd hear a gun going off. Yeah. And maybe at least turn to look, like... Maybe they all sleep like you, though. <laughs> I sleep on my back. No, I meant sleep head. Oh! <laughs> I hey, just imagine someone getting shot in the door, door next to you, and you wake up, and you're like, God, it's so loud. You go back to sleep. I wake up sometimes to things, okay? Uh, Anyways, yeah, and that so... That is odd. No one was drugged. They didn't find any drugs in their stomach. Um, and they didn't find any silencer of the gun, which is, like, he could have maybe hidden it, but, like, why would you really hide that? Mm-hmm. So that's just something that they never really, like, had closure on, I guess. Yeah, really. So it's just really strange. So anyways, on to the hauntings. So the Lutz family moves in almost a year later. It's 13 months later. And they think they're getting a really good deal on the house. It's $80,000 because of the murders. So they're well aware of what happened. So $80,000 for a 4,000 square foot house is a good price, especially, like, up north. But they only live in the house for 28 days. So George and Kathy... That's a period cycle. It's a period cycle. It's the month of February. Mm -hmm. Is that a moon cycle? Is that a moon cycle? I I think so. I don't know. But anyways, George and Kathy Lutz move into the house... Um, they have three children, which are, George is the stepfather to those children, and George is, like, a military man, and he's, he doesn't have the best relationship with the kids. It's two boys and a girl. Mm-hmm. And so, anyways, Isn't there a of, movie about this? Yes. Yeah, it inspires the 1979 Amityville Horror House film. Oh, wow, that wasn't that long after it all happened. I know, and there's also parts from the, these reports, um, that inspired The Exorcist. Wow. So never seen it. I've seen it. It's hilarious. It is not as scary. It's ridiculous. I'm sure for the time it was scary, mm-hmm. but now it's just like, oh, you guys. And there's oh, a lot God. of people who do not believe this, and I don't blame them because a lot of it seems crazy. I like to choose to believe it. Because... Don't believe what you're about to say or what yeah. you already said. No, okay. this the murders definitely happened, but they think that like the Lutz family makes up a lot of the, like, hauntings that happen for money. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, I don't know if I would buy a house and then want to have such a big prank play that I leave in 28 Yeah, days. those are big stakes, man. Yeah. So, anyways, right off the bat, they have a priest bless the house, which a lot of people just do that anyways, you know? Um, but they might have also wanted to do it because there were murders that took place. Mm-hmm. So they have a priest come bless the house. Um... And the priest just straight out refuses to go into the playroom. He's like, I'm not going in there. And apparently he hears he hears a voice shout, get out at him, and he gets slapped by a hand that's not there. Doesn't that happen in The Exorcist? Oh, a lot happens with the priest in The <laughs> Exorcist. I thought you haven't seen The Exorcist. I haven't, but I feel like you know, in one of the um, scary movies that oh, happens. Yeah. She, like, pees on the carpet. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> yes. Okay. And then, So, uh, one of the sons later went to put a box in the playroom, and 
when he goes in, there's four to five hundred flies flying around oh, the playroom. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the flies would become a regular thing, and they would often try to kill the flies, and once they killed a lot of them, they'd try to bring someone in the family up and be like, look, I killed him. And then they'd go upstairs and there would be nothing. No flies, no dead bodies, not even like the newspaper that you swatted them with. Wait, dead bodies? Where did that Of the flies. From? Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. I was like, are they seeing dead bodies too? They never took the bodies out from the murders. Oh, they just left them. Look, this is the 70s, okay? Different time. Anyways, um, so the men in the house start to become very angry, which is, uh, it doesn't help the tension that's already present between the stepdad and the sons. Mm-hmm. Um... And the girls, though, become, they feel very loved and they feel very at peace, which is strange. But wow. thinking back to the the uh, DeFeo family, the, the men in the family didn't have a good relationship. So mm. I think maybe, you know, they're, they're going at the angle of, like, those, like, I don't know if it's the spirits or, like, just the maybe stronger powers are, like, really playing in. Maybe trying to repeat themselves. I don't know. And George is never able to get warm, which is weird. They're con- it seems like he's really being targeted, you know? Which and one they, is George? The dad. Okay. And they never, um, I mean, they always have the heater on. Like, they try to keep the air on high to, like, keep them warm, and they can't. So, and then this part's really creepy, just because I don't like being up at 3 in the morning, because it is the devil's hour. Mm-hmm. Um, or 3.33 especially, right? Because it's, like, 6, 6, 6. It's so creepy. But if you divided it by two. Yeah. The devil loves math. I've always And that's why there's that. no time for math. No time for math. <laughs> yeah, I never even did, like, the Bloody Mary thing in the mirror when I was little because I didn't want to risk it. I've never finished the Bloody Mary thing in the mirror, <gasps> but I've time, started it. It might have been at my house. We used to try and convince each other to do it, and we never would. I couldn't. Yeah. I think there was a group of kids at my house once, and they were going to do it, and I waited in the hallway. I couldn't do it. It's like, it's your life. It's not mine. <laughs> Anyways, so George Lutz said he woke up every morning at 3.15 a.m., which is the time that Butch started killing his family. And he would often wake up in strange places or to gunshots or to weird noises. Like, he'd wake up just standing in the lawn. The feeling of waking up and not realizing where you are is one of the the worst worst feelings ever. Um, And I've never had that other than in my own bed. mm -hmm. But, like, sometimes I just wake up and I'm like, where am I? It's awful. In my own bed. Well, I will say that, um... I feel bad for sleepwalkers. I know. It's got to be frightening. And or for, for the people, people that have to help take care of them. Yeah. I'm so glad Harvey doesn't sleepwalk. That would yeah. It's crazy. Um, and then Kathy would have strange dreams to the mom in which she was like seeing Butch's perspective. She was like looking out through his eyes as he was carrying out the murders. And she could recount like the, cr- the chronology of the murders and like new details that like the newspapers didn't even know just like uh no thank you and then you have to think like would people really want to put their children like young children through this for money like maybe but hopefully not yeah you would hope not i don't know yeah and then this is a lot from the exorcist but like green slime would ooze out of the walls um they would smell really awful strange odors in the house and they would feel cold spots in certain areas and then I read an account of one of the sons, like, walking up the stairs, and he felt, like, a spirit go through him. So he was, like, momentarily possessed by, I think it was Butch. And, like, the mom was, like, grabbing her son's hand, and she could, like, see that he wasn't himself uh-huh. for the moment being. 
and then like as they were touching hands it transferred into her and so he like the child also got to see like as butch was like transferring the spirit into the mom like he could see from that perspective too of like that's what it looks like you know so they both experienced that which is horrible and like when he was possessed by butch he was like i didn't recognize my mom like he was like this isn't my mom because it's not butch's mom so it's like ah, why did you stay in the house any yeah, longer really, than a day I'd be out yeah man. yeah and oh, this part freaks me out but the kids would roll into the positions that the original kids from the house were when they got shot while they slept so the kids would often sleep in the same exact positions like all on their stomachs makes me feel weird about sleeping on my stomach and i sleep on my stomach sometimes it makes me feel awful about like spirits preying on like little kids it's just like no i hate this part the family dog you know how sometimes animals are sensitive to spiritual things Mm -hmm. so the family dog became suicidal he didn't want to even be around this he would try to hang himself with a chain so he would be like chained in the yard and he would try to jump over the fence and he knew that the chain was like not long enough for him to keep going oh my god and once they saw this they would like put him back and he would just continuously try and do it over and over which That's is so like sad please give the dog to someone else yeah let the and dog kids. go um and so the property had a boathouse because they're on a canal and so the garage door of the boathouse would just continuously slam open and shut and one night one of the sons and uh george the stepdad were trying to close it this part's like almost disgusting what well, is disgusting Disgusting. 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 That's disgusting. They look up in the daughter's room, and then her window, they see a pig-like cartoon with wolf-like teeth and laser-red eyes. And apparently, this, like, demonic pig type of thing is um, common in, like, folklore, like, demonic folklore, which I've never heard of it before, but it sounds terrible. And so, the son ran into the room to check on his sister, and she wasn't in there, but the rocking chair was rocking. And I've won a rocking chair, but after that, I'm like, oh, I don't know. And then, like, 20 minutes later, the chair was still rocking, and, like, obviously no one was in there. So. And then the daughter started having an imaginary friend in the house, which is always creepy. I never had one. I did, Rachel. Interesting. It never occurred to me as a child. I don't know. Like, have an imaginary friend. Part of me wonders if I did it on purpose. Like, I should have an imaginary friend. Or was I actually, like, you know? I want to be an so anyways, um, I didn't write down the name of the little girl, but it was the same name of the little girl who got shot before. Mm. And so they were just like, what? Interesting. Um, and apparently, like, when the daughter, and she used to share that room, like, she used to have that room, the daughter now. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever, like, their daughter would go into the room, she'd be, like, singing the song. And when she would leave the room, she would stop. And later when she went back, she'd pick up where she left off. And they said it was like she was in a trance when she was singing it. And, like, I don't know how they found this out. It it seems like a bit of a stretch. But they say that, like, that's, like, the favorite song of, like, the little girl who lived there before. Or, like, the only song that she, like, really knew, which is, like, my Chili No One song, you know? Yeah. God, who who, who on culture? God. Come on. I know four songs. (laughs) Wow. By heart. That's that's my goal. I can play all four songs on your harp on my stomach bongos. Stomach bongos. I'm good at those. (laughs) So, anyways, um, this part's also gross. When it would snow in the winter, they would see cloven hoofprints leaving the house, which is like no, like a horse. 
right? Yeah. Which is, like, no. Because they moved in, I think, in, like, November. So, in that time, it would make sense that it was winter and it snows a lot uh, mm-hmm. in the Northeast. So, yeah. Wow. And then, this part reminds me of the haunting of Hill House, like, crazy. So, George found a room. The dad found a room that was not on the blueprint of the house. And the dog would not go in that room. But when he went in, the whole room was painted red. It's like the red room. I know. So, I wonder if they, like, found inspiration from that. So, anyways, on the 28th day... At night, their daughter was found on the roof, and the mom was like, what are you doing? You need to get off of there. And she claimed that her imaginary friend said, if I jump, she'll be friends with me forever, which is like, no. That's what we call a toxic friend. Toxic friendship. You don't need her in your life. Manipulative. Mm -hmm. Manipulative. That's what I was going for. And apparently the boys, they shared a room, and they, um, they had a levitating experience in their bed their beds and they started screaming for help but the dad could not he was like restricted to his bed like he could not some force was like keeping him in bed which i say in the morning when i can't wake up no some force is holding me in there (laughs) just i tried to get up what force is it the sleep devil you're gonna keep yourself angel that's better sleep angels wouldn't force you to stay asleep they might they'd be like you look so peaceful So, also, the mom was levitating next to the dad, so that's great, and when he looked over at her, she had, like, aged into a 90-year-old lady, and, like, it took an hour for that to, like, wear off, and he looked over, maybe she just, like, it was dark. She took her makeup on. She took her makeup on. (laughs) It was a rough day, Come on, it's stressful living in a haunted house. So, eventually, they all get out, um, they have to use the phone in the basement, and which, (laughs) this is so dumb, they call the priest, and they're like, can you come back and bless the house, and the priest is like... You need to get the fuck out of the house. The priest like, is like, no phone, who this? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I quit after that one day. So they left, no, finally. It's like, yeah, you should have left a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, really. So they're like, we need to get as far away from here as possible. They moved to San Diego, Hope's favorite place. And oh, I was like, I was like, they better move to the other coast. And they did. Mm-hmm. They listened. And that's when, like, the news people start reaching out to them and, like, TV show, TV, like, deals. Because mm-hmm. they've heard about it now. They're like this is interesting which people suspect like this was their plan all along um but when tv people started filming or trying to find evidence of paranormal uh happenstances nothing occurred which people will argue like well the ghosts know that they're like trying to be found out and they don't want to um but it also led to many skeptics and people who thought they're just making it up which is fair and the only thing they found that's really creepy and is like was deemed like the closest thing we have of evidence to ghosts is a photo they have and i'll show you in a second and it's a little boy and there were no kids or animals around this time when they were investigating the house and he's just looking down over the stairs and it's definitely a little boy and i I think like i've heard of this before people have like argued that it looks like the little boy that used to live there it's so creepy yeah, uh. yeah. You should look it up right now. Just look up Amityville. Amityville uh, that's the kind of ghost stuff picture. that I see coming around my door at night. Oh, I'm so sorry. Just turn the other way. I'm glad Harvey's staying with me. So, anyways, uh, looking at that for one second, I already feel immensely spooked. Well, I'm not done. Are there more pictures? What? But it's not creepy. It's just of the house. Sure, we're gonna find something in it. Anyone hear a phone going off? Oh my god. Um. So the dad, George Lutz, people say that he was heavily into the occult, which they think that maybe he triggered some, like, demonic 
spirits or like a military man into the occult which i'm not even 100 percent sure what the occult is is that like like demonic stuff spiritual stuff i don't fully understand it i feel yeah something like that it's like i don't know i don't want to offend anyone because like i know there's like wiccan stuff and that's not it yeah but i take it as like the evil form of like witchcraft okay that's what see. I've always thought of it as. Because there's, like, up. good witchcraft. Yeah. And there's, like, people who are witches who are good people. So um, it's it's basically supernatural, mystical, or magical beliefs, practices, or phenomena. Okay, so I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it usually has a really negative connotation, so... Yeah, I always thought it was, like, a like evil stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's just because a cult sounds like cult, and cults are bad in my mind. It just... Yeah. I don't know why, because we started a cult. Well, I think it's... <laughs> It's like, he's, maybe he's into spiritual paranormal stuff. Maybe he does something that, like, yeah. opens up some type of, like, I used spiritual to portal. and obsessed these... with the, like, occult section at Half Price Books. <laughs> Weird stuff, man. Very yeah. interesting. I would like to God, I don't live anywhere haunted. So I wouldn't be surprised if he was, and he, Come like, on, George. Like, in a house where what six people were killed yeah i'm sure there's some like bad juju hanging around so i really hope he didn't like put the family in danger like that but also um you might have heard of the warrens they were the wife lorraine was the medium and her husband was just like yeah didn't they make a movie about this yeah the conjuring is it the conjuring mm-hmm. those movies are really good by the way never seen them they I have was just like, a really good like plot. I was like 15 when they came out. My mom wouldn't let me watch it because they're rated R. They're like, yeah, they're spooky. There's jump scares, but I really thought the plot was good because I feel like in scary movies, oftentimes the plot sucks. Yeah, it's just like what. But I really enjoyed those. Um, so Lorraine, they came and they investigated this house. You know, they're real. The wife was a medium. Her husband. Um, I think it's Lorraine and Ed are their names. The husband was not a medium. But he was just very, like, knowledgeable about these things. So they kind of, they worked well together. So they have an interview, and Lorraine stated that this was the worst investigation she's been to and the closest she's ever felt to hell. Yeah. And so, um, just a side note, the house today is on Ocean Avenue, which is a great song by Yellow Card. Oh, it is a five-bedroom, three-and-a-half bathhouse, Dutch colonial style, with a gambrel roof. I don't know what that means, but I do know that the little girl was almost talked into jumping off the roof. Mm-hmm. It has a pool and a boathouse and is located on a canal, and a family does indeed live in it today. Really? I was going to ask you. Mm-hmm. No reports of creepiness? They say it's all boo-boo. It's all boo-boo. All BS. So in 2016, it was on the market for $850,000, and this was the house back then. So, just a little... It looks creepy. Yeah, it's also like a black and white picture that looks like Always a Always looks night, worse. So. And I did watch a video, and I saw the rooms, and it had murder scene photos, and it was horrible, so don't look up videos of it. It's not good. Noted. But that is the Amityville Horror House. Well, that was mighty spooky. I think that was by far the creepiest one you yeah, talked about. it's definitely the yet. darkest. Yeah. And if you don't want to believe in the hauntings, I get it. But it's it's a good story, regardless. Interesting, interesting, interesting. What are you going to teach me about? I'm going to teach you about bagels, Jerry. Bagels. Jerry, oh. bagels. If you've uh, never seen our TikTok, then you're truly not a oh fan. 
that did, that's the TikTok? Yeah, should I That's play recorded? It? It's our TikTok. I can play it. your trash can. Or did I? I just took it out. It's pretty empty. I'm really bad about taking out my trash. I love taking out the trash. We have very different loves. Here it is. And I will not explain that, and neither will you. I can't. That is all you need to know is, whoa, Jerry, bagels. bagels. I'm going to be talking about bagels today. Mm. Try and lighten the mood with some dough with holes. <laughs> I do love a good bagel, I will say. Hmm. But what kind of bagel? Well, I've never had, it, like, too Ooh. many bagels. Didn't ask. Have you ever had a for everything bagel? Huh? An everything or for everything? I think it's just everything. <laughs> You're thinking of the saying, if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for everything bagels. <laughs> uh. Uh, my sources are, and I don't like to admit it, but I also like to admit it, some Wikipedia. Wikipedia. It's a good basis. Wikipedia's you start great. there, you look at Wikipedia sources. You should be able to tell what's fake on Wikipedia. If it says yeah. something like bagels originated in like Satan's butt crack in Lithuania, 19... 19- 99. Probably 19. not true. Why the year I was born, huh? Huh? Sorry, did I say bagels or hope? <laughs> oh. Well, oh. so my sources are um, an article by The Atlantic called The Secret History of Bagels. Thank Ooh. you, The Atlantic, for not making me pay to read this. Facts. I'm sure next time I look at The Atlantic, I will, though. Um, a bagel... A bagel... <laughs> Hope interviewed a bagel for this information. I literally interviewed a bagel. I got so much information. What was it it like? Did it Uh, bite you? I learned a whole lot. Stop that. Did it Um, have seeds? Was it a for everything? everything. Very open minded. (laughs) For everything. Really? Are you for gentrification? Wait. How about genocide? Does Wait, it sound, why is it all G? Maybe too open-minded is a bad thing. <laughs> Anyways, um, I will not be playing that interview. Okay, <laughs> that's private. Um, I also read an article from myjewishlearning.com called. So I think the website is the Nosher, which God, in all of my findings, I didn't find out if that's another name for a bagel. So I'm gonna feel really stupid if it is. Oh, sorry. Don't mean these curse words. Oh, no. And a brief history of the bagel from the Smithsonian Magazine. Oh, I'm intrigued. Uh, and now to my New York notes. Yes. Uh, I chose the bagel because I feel like it's kind of an iconic New York thing. Street food. Hmm. Um, I didn't know that they came from New York. Or that they were popular in New York. Yeah, well, so in America... Quick note, I'll go into this more in a few minutes. Like, they they first became big just in areas that had very large Jewish populations. Okay. So, New York makes sense. New York City, especially. But, um, what is a bagel? Tell me, what do you think makes a bagel a bagel? Um, it's like a naked donut. Oh, my God. Because it doesn't have, like, glaze on it. Someone's going to kill you. It's also cut in half you can put stuff in it um they're not as sweet as donuts you know but what about the texture of a bagel doughy okay 
I'll allow it. Versatile AF. That's not a texture. <laughs> I, I was just describing bagels. I said, I don't know. Doughy's my description of the texture. That's the only texture. Well, if they have seeds, they'll be seedy. <laughs> See the underbelly of a bagel? <laughs> mm, um, dense. Well, sometimes. Yes. Okay. See, you're describing what most people I think would describe as like a traditional bagel. Show me a non-traditional bagel. Break that ceiling, girl. I'll talk about one. <laughs> okay. Um, we're gonna pay for it though. <laughs> Glass ceiling is getting shattered. Uh, Hope you have insurance for that. By the looks of it, I don't think you do. We don't need to bring up insurance right now. So, a bagel typically is um, a yeasted wheat dough. Yeah, you heard that right. Shaped into a ring, uh, preferably by hand. I am not a bagel connoisseur. Not yet. um, I have no extremely strong feelings about bagels. (laughs) Not yet. Some people do. And that's fine. I have very strong feelings about uh, things. Like what? Soup? Serious things or not serious not things? Not serious. Like What's irrational, strong feelings What's that I have. What's a food you have a strong feeling? I have a very for? strong feeling that frosting is thick and icing is thin. And okay. when people use them interchangeably, it bothers me. I do because I just don't know. Well, now you know. I don't know the Think of it this way. You frost a cupcake, you ice a cookie. You can frost a cookie, but very rarely do you ice a cupcake. Okay. That's your riddle for the day, children. But what if I use the same icing on a cupcake that I'd use on a cake cake? Am I icing or frosting them? Well, you wouldn't really use an icing. Have you ever iced a cookie, like decorated cookies with icing? And it's like liquidy. Well, now I'm confused on what icing and frosting are. Frosting's usually thick. That Betty Crocker stuff you've got in the kitchen, I would consider that a frosting. Okay, then I frosted them. And in my mind, see, and this my is mind. when I have weird, weird things in my brain that I can't explain. Mm-hmm. But frosting sounds thicker than icing. Frosting? It does. Icing? It does. Right? That's how it, like, clicks in my brain. Well, what's... Sorry... What's a... Oh, fondant. You're forgiven. Fondant. Fondant fondant is like a sugar paste. Yeah. Totally different. Doesn't taste very good. No, Harvey loves it. I know. Why does that not surprise me? This is the second time on the podcast that I've made a joke about breaking up with Harvey. (laughs) Did you hear that, Harvey? We will be editing this very soon. Uh, Yeasted wheat dough. (laughs) I am currently on the second sentence of my research. Shaped into a ring by hand. And first boiled in water, and then baked. Oh. After. I don't know if you knew that. No, of course I didn't. Uh, the result of boiling first and then baking is a chewier inside, t- typically described as maybe dense. Okay. I don't know about doughy. I don't know. I really don't. I feel like doughy implies undercooked, and I don't think that's exactly what it is. Well, yeah. I could I could see doughy. Yeah. Um, and then a slightly crispy outside. A lot of, like, bagel purists will say that like a bagel should have just a slight like snap when you bite it um and yeah notably dense and Mm -hmm. then traditionally uh coated in seeds Hmm. such as sesame seeds or poppy seeds so Mm -hmm. you were correct on that one we uh at H E B they have like um 
cheese bagels. Mm, like the Asiago jalapeno. They look good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, here's a little name origin game for you. Ooh. We start with the Polish Bajel. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Bajel. Um, Bajel. It's B-A-J-G-I-E-L. Bagel. I don't. I don't know. I'm sorry. And that goes into the Yiddish word bagel, which is B-E-Y-G-A-L. Um, and that comes from the German dialect bu- bugle. Bugle. Meaning bracelet ring. Oh, that uh, makes sense. Just a little etymology for you. But by no means the only way that we think it might have become the word bagel. There's a lot of different ways we think it could have gotten there. But that was like the most direct one that I could find. Mm-hmm. So, here's the history. Hit me. I'm going to say the word I always say when I talk about food history. It is convoluted. It is not clear. And I will one day make merchandise that says it's convoluted. And then I'm going to put a food on the back of it. You can choose which food you put on the back of it. Uh, Noted. Yep. I just got word. It's been written down. I don't know what's going on here. (laughs) So... Uh, the bagel is typically attributed to the 17th century Ashkenazi Jews in the sixth. Oh, and then in their 1610 city ordinances in Krakow, Poland, um, they like talk about bagels, and they note that. Oh, I put my dashes in the wrong spot. That's me. I'm confused. They note that uh, they would give bagels to women who had just gone through childbirth. Really? Just as like a gift? Yeah. I think it's go. the symbol of like the circle symbolizes like living a long life. I would love a bagel for a gift. Um, give me some cream cheese. Mm. Right? Okay. That's right. So... Um, it's just, it's confusing, and I tried to organize it in a way that makes sense. Mm -hmm. There's other reports of bagel-like breads. So, in 1264, Prince Boleslaw of the Pious declared that the Jews may freely buy and sell and touch bread like Christians. If you didn't know, and I'm sure you do, uh, Jewish people are often ostracized. By whatever community they live around. Mm-hmm. And way back then, in Poland, Jewish people were often barred or banned from break- baking bread by their no. Christian brothers. Because um, they were seen as the enemy mm-hmm. of the church. And in Christian faith, there's like a importance of bread and breaking bread. Mm-hmm. So they saw it as like wrong to let Jewish people. Wow interact with bread isn't that crazy it's so sad, it's so sad. talk about uh just wildness Correct. the fact that that was everything it's yeah, so sad it is um but finally during the polish era of nobles democracy uh bagels finally worked their way into the jewish food dome i can just like picture bagels like Sneaking their way into like well, Jewish communities. I can't read it anymore. It's like a little bunch it of bagels rolling across. across the sidewalk. It's like a Toy Story where they're inside the traffic cone. It's all bagels. <laughs> Imagine a movie about living bagels. That'd be great. But, like, Look, if Sausage Party was a movie, 
Which, by the way, Sausage was Party wasn't a movie. So disturbing. What are you talking about? I tried to forget to. Yeah, I've never seen it, and I because it's not a movie. So yeah, how could you see something that's not there? Exactly. Bagels, Ghosts. though. Bagels. Bagels, Jimmy. Bagel fiesta. Bagel bonanza. Bagel. Just bagel. Yeah, bagel. That's all you need. So that's when. <laughs> Uh, Prince Boleslaw the Pious was like, uh, Jewish people can buy and sell and touch bread like Christians. Yeah. Imagine, imagine a time where, like, rulers tell you you can touch bread. Wow, I would be like, first of all, F you. Second of all, And then F I would take you. all the bagels in the store. Exactly. So, there are some people that argue that the bagel was made in Germany and then brought to Poland, and there's definitely some evidence to support this. Because in the 14th century, Germany had pretzels, which were kind of getting big in Germany. And pretzels are similar. A yeasted dough that is boiled in water and then baked. Hmm. Now that I think about it, I don't know the biggest differences between those. It might be just what they're boiled in. <laughs> yeah, because pretzels, pretzels have a London. very like hard and dark covering. Mm-hmm. So I think when you make pretzels, you boil them in... An alkaline water, which usually means you put baking soda in it. <clears throat> and that can be done with bagels, but it's not necessarily what is done with bagels. Mm-hmm. I don't really like pretzels. I like salted pretzels with cheese. Yeah. So you just Auntie don't like Anne's. Plain pretzels? No. I don't like plain pretzels. I like them with something that's different. I feel like you need some. Well, I feel like you, you know, maybe traditionally you drink it with beer. Mm-hmm. I like uh, those Dots pretzels. Mm. Oh, Dots so pretzels good. are good. They gotta be, like, coated in cheese or something. So, yeah, so in the 14th century, there was an influx of German immigrants to Poland. And this is where we maybe think they brought the pretzel, and the pretzel just slowly turned into the bagel. Oh. Um, Evolution. And they say evolution's not real. Yeah, come at me. What are they called, like, New new World? No, the New World Order is that. (laughs) That's the... What are the people that, like, don't believe in evolution? Christians. (laughs) (laughs) Christians. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you're not totally wrong. Uh, non-scientists. <laughs> uh, anti-scientists. Mm-hmm. So by the 17th century, uh, the bagel had become a staple of the Polish diet. But then I want to know that in the 13th century, in an Arabic cookbook, a, a boiled then baked bread that's shaped like a ring is mentioned, and it's called ka'ak. It's K A apostrophe A K. Interesting. Um, I have a question. Okay, I will try and get an answer. Do you know if donuts are also boiled and then baked? No, they are. Are they just baked? Baked or fried? Mm. Yeah. I like read this article that was like, "Don't call bagels uh, savory donuts," and that's I thought it was so funny. Don't fucking compare the two. (laughs) Don't make that mistake. I just thought it was funny the second I'm like, describe a bagel, you're like, a salty donut. And I'm like, oh, people are going to come for you. Butcher coming in. I will kill you. So there's also royal family accounts of the obworznik in Poland in 1394. So obworznik is like another kind of term for a bagel. Oh. Uh, I guess the Polish term. Interesting. Yeah. So um, probably came from Germany. Or, like, Poland. Mm-hmm. But they're largely attributed to Jewish people just, like, in general. Okay. Um, because Jewish people end up, Polish Jewish people end up bringing it over to America. 
as ask, Americans. Yeah, I was going to ask how. Uh, I think our brains can only ever make it to who brought it over and nothing before then. Well, there's no history before America. Yeah. Don't be ridiculous. Yeah, sorry. Uh, glad I don't believe in evolution. <laughs> Ooh. Imagine all the extra learning you'd I have to do. I would never listen to scientists. <laughs> so, how did they come to America, you ask? How? They were brought over by Polish Jews, as I just said. Did they take a boat? Okay, here's the thing. I was going to say how I was going to say this to myself as if you cuz I do this a lot where I pretend you're asking the question. It's very clearly me saying it. And I was going to say, "How did they come to America?" you ask, "On a boat, silly." And then you finished it for me. Did they go to Ellis Island? I almost covered Ellis Island. Um probably. I think it was in the 19th century. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe the 20th century. I feel like in the 19th century we were still still lacking I don't know, but they were, they were a little nicer to European immigrants. I don't know about Polish immigrants. Anyway, I'm sure they had it bad. I have too. no explanation. I heard uh, I haven't heard about Polish immigrants, but I've heard a lot about Irish immigrants and Jewish, especially Jewish. I'm sure were also yeah. not treated nicely. Yep. Anyways, they become extremely popular in New York City, where the Bagel Bakers three eight three three eight, which is a bagel makers trade union. Very similar to the Tillamook, like, Dairy mm. Creamery Association. Mm-hmm. It made more sense when I read it again here, and I was like, oh, so it's, like, a union, which were much bigger back then, before mm-hmm. we were like, no, you can't have other people to help you keep your job yeah. safe. Um, but, yeah, they became really popular through the Bagel Bakers 338, uh, which started in 1915. Mm-hmm. Uh, they controlled the bagel business in New York City for the most part. Mm. And they had multiple contracts. I think I just turned the thing on with my phone. Oh, I was like, <laughs> is that the fire? <laughs> multiple contracts with local bakeries uh, to make bagels by hand. Oh, I can hear it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and turn that back okay. off so you don't hear it. It's my listeners. air freshener thing. And then, so that's in 1915, right? And so they're still a staple in, like, Jewish communities in America, but that's kind of as far as it reaches. Okay. Modern, not modern day. Um, your quote unquote everyday American doesn't really know what a bagel is. Doesn't really care. They're probably eating Wonder Bread. Let's let's be real. And then Daniel Thompson comes along in 1958, and he creates the full, the first like viable, fully working bagel machine. So he makes it automatic. You don't have to do it by hand anymore. Mm. Use all the love. I was gonna say. Um, takes the love out of it. And this leads to his son and oh, maybe his wife, but definitely his son, start to lease these machines to companies and they kind of commercialize bagels, which is actually so sad now. Mm-hmm. Now that I, like, know the history a lot better, I'm like, oh. And then we kind of lost it, you know? Mm-hmm. And in some ways it's great because if you learn the history like I do by eating bagels in 2021, it's, like, kind of cool that you made your way back there. But I feel like you just lose a lot when you commercialize things. Yeah. But that leads to frozen bagels, which you can now get in stores. Probably almost any store around you sells mm-hmm. bagels in some form. Keep them for months. Heat yep. them up when you want one. And pre-sliced bagels, mm. which were popping in the 60s. You know, we couldn't use knives in the 60s. Best thing since sliced bread. Sliced it is bagels. sliced bread. You know what I just realized? Scobie's outside still. Harvey's out there. Okay. I'm sure he left. 
Well, hopefully Scobie's still out there. <laughs> yeah. So, um, have you ever heard of, like, a lox bagel? Or, like, no. Nova lox? Mm-mm. So, in 1900, maybe it was the 1900s, or it was in 1900. It could be either or. The bagel brunch, I'm doing quotes around that, became popular in New York City. Mm-hmm. And this is a bagel topped with lox. Do you know what lox is? No. It's, like, smoked salmon. Oh, yeah. Um, cream cheese, capers, mm-hmm. tomato, and red onion. I had, like, one of the, like, they're, like, my favorite bagel sandwich, but they're also not cheap because it has salmon on it. Salmon's so good. Uh, I had one of those a few days ago. It was very, very delicious. Um, they're also sometimes known as a traditional Lent food. I thought that was interesting. Oh, it ties like, in. Oh, well, I happened to eat three in the last three days. Wow, you're on top of it. And Lent. there's this whole story about it. I didn't write it down because it was just, it was very vague. And, like, I didn't know the credibility of it. But it was kind of interesting. Like, some ruler. I don't know which one because I don't remember where she was. It might have been Poland. Mm -hmm. She was, like, a ruler. And she was, like, oh, for Lent, I'm going to eat bagels. (laughs) Instead of, like, the fancy bread food that us rich people eat. And it was – they, like, equate it to Marie Antoinette saying, like, let them eat cake. Because at the time, bagels were not really even for poor people at that point. I thought it was ironic. She's like, I'm going to eat bagels. And they're like, good for you, lady. Yeah. <laughs> what a sacrifice. Bagels use um, wheat dough. And, like, the type of wheat that you use for bagels was pretty expensive back then. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, February 9th is National Bagel Day. Wow. Oh, we missed, we it. missed it. Next year. Aww. Uh, just a little fun fact. The size of bagels has increased over time. Hmm. Which I feel like kind of makes sense. I feel like our portions Inflation. have gotten bigger. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. So, way back when, a bagel was about two ounces. I don't know what that means. I really couldn't tell you. Same. Smaller, I guess. <laughs> my brain just doesn't work in those things. Like, my dad's brain, if I told him, show me two ounces, he'd be like, oh, I know exactly what you mean. Same with my dad. And if he said, show me two ounces, I would say, I'd just write two ounces on a piece of paper. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I mean, you did say show it. Exactly. So, we started about two ounces, and then we move along, and then in 1910, and the 1910s-ish, and a little further on, we're now at about three ounces for a bagel. Slowly but surely. And you run your way all the way down to present-day America, and your typical bagel is six ounces. Wow. So, it's tripled in size wow. in, what, a century? century and it a half? It doesn't surprise me. Now, is this... Which is ironic, because... What? I was just going to say, is this, uh, like, global? Has it tripled, like, everywhere? I don't know. I'm not sure where else. I mean, obviously in parts of Europe, right? Like, bagels are still really popular. So, I don't know. I'm assuming it's America, because I wrote present-day America. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure globally they've gotten bigger. I feel like that's just a trend in... Bagel. At least, like richer countries yeah you know where we have access to food and stuff like yeah cultures are bigger. but i just thought that was interesting that is because it's interesting because i feel like you know people would go to new york and be like i'm not gonna pay seven dollars for a bagel and it's like well it's bigger than it used to be yeah <laughs> three times bigger so do you have any questions about bagels what have i not answered for you and i'll tell you if i can answer it <laughs> i wanted to know before before they had machines what did they do to get a hole in them? Did they just use their hand, poke a hole through the dough? 
I've seen people, it's not like a donut. So, like, bagel dough, you know how, have you ever seen them make donuts? I don't think they always make them this oh, way, yeah. but they punch them out of, like, a sheet of dough, and then they cut the hole out. That's not how you do bagels. Bagels are usually, I think they roll them into, like, a long, like, a worm, oh, and then, then connect they connect it. them. Makes sense. Um, I don't think they cut whole, like, I don't think they cut circles and then make the hole. I don't think, I don't know. I wanted to watch a video on it, but uh, Harvey was sleeping next to me. Mm-hmm. Could have just turned the sound off. But I I've, I've seen people make bagels that way for sure. I've seen them like make the yeah thing. It's really cool to watch. Like people who have been obviously are, like experts at it. Yeah. And then like there was that whole craze with like rainbow bagels, which the color does does entice me. But what enticed me is like a lot of times they were sweet bagels. Are you like, talking a... about pretty patties? <laughs> Is that why my tongue is a different color? <laughs> I don't um, know what rainbow bagels are. I'll have to show you. Yeah. They were like, a, you know, like Instagram trend foods used to be really yeah. big. I feel like they've kind of fallen off. Thank God. But they were like one of those. Mm-hmm. Oh, because I wasn't going to talk about the Cronut, but I thought it was kind of funny because that's also, I think that was made in New York. That was like invented in New York. A Cronut? Yeah, which is a croissant donut. Oh my God. Lindsay's rolling her eyes. I'm sure they taste good. Though. I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, I was hoping you'd ask me why there's a hole, but that kind of sideways. I don't know. That was a good question. (laughs) Thank you. I've been sitting Uh, on that one. Just like with donuts, uh, it just makes for even baking. So you have a hole in the center. Heat can go, you know, through that part or the outside versus like nowadays we obviously figured out because they filled donuts. They aren't like doughy in the center, Mm -hmm. but it just makes for even baking. And then here's the kicker. It makes it super easy to put on, like, a string or a dowel and to, like, display. Mm-hmm. So you can display a lot of bagels at once. Wow. They're super easy to move. Like in iCarly, right? He puts <laughs> Exactly. Because the donut's on the wrong the way. The wrong way. Um, so it's, they're super easy to transport, which is, like, obviously a big thing with bread so that you can, you know, people order bread for their businesses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. Interesting. And you can show them off in your windows and people are like, I want that one. I just thought it'd be funny to only say, you can put them on a string. And you'd be like, oh, you can wear it as a necklace or something. Yeah. You can block it on the string. You can wear it as a bracelet if you had a really big bagel. Yeah. All right, let's make a bagel. Okay. So we're going to start with some sort of wheat flour. Okay. And we prefer something with high gluten because, as we both have said, bagels are chewy. And gluten mm-hmm. content in a bread is what makes something chewy. Okay. So you want high gluten. You need salt, water, some sort of yeast leavener, like yeast, uh, but you can also use a sourdough starter. And not always, but usually some sort of sweetener. I would say a traditional bagel has a sweetener in it, and that's usually barley malt or barley malt syrup. It can be crystals, though. Mm. Or honey. I knew you'd say something about that. (laughs) Or uh, high fructose corn syrup. And I never knew if I was supposed to be upset about high fructose corn syrup. Do you remember those commercials? No, high fructose. Where they were, like, really against it? Yeah. But then the person would be like, why? It's just high fructose corn syrup, and it was about, like, popsicles or something? I don't know why don't either. Know. Created very mixed feelings as a young adult about high fructose corn syrup. How I still I don't know feel? if it's good or bad. Bridison, let, it, let Hope know how <laughs> she's supposed to crisis. feel. She's crying. Please hurry. And then this is something that's not necessary but you might find it in certain 
areas that make bagels. They might add eggs, butter, and or milk. Mm -hmm. So none of those three things need to be in a bagel to be a bagel, just but they might add them. And do I they think make it, it better? I think it just changes it. I would imagine all three of those add some sort of fat content mm -hmm. that you don't normally have in a bagel. Um, and I think if you add eggs, I think it makes them kind of yellow. Am I crazy? Okay. I don't know. Yeah, yeah but oh, I don't know. <laughs> that's not why, though. So you put all these things together, put them in your bowl. I feel like I'm talking to my kindergartners. Put them in your bowl. Mix it up. <laughs> we're going to knead it with our elbows. And then we're going to shave them into rings. However you choose. I will not judge. And we're going to leave them and let them proof for at least 12 hours. Oh, wow. But here's what's interesting. You what? proof them at a low temperature, hmm. which is new to me. Oh, I'm touching my ear. <laughs> it's new to me. Does proof mean like you let the dough like set? Yeah, like let it rise. Oh. And I'm thinking, I didn't look it up. This is Baker Hope just contemplating. You normally proof things at a... Not like a high temperature, but like at a warmish temperature mm -hmm. because the things rise, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, I wonder, because if you have something that rises a lot, you get air bubbles. Yeah. And it usually makes it, like, softer. You don't want that in a bagel, right? You want it to be dense. So I wonder if you proof it at a lower temperature, if it prevents that rising. It just takes longer. You get that denseness. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know, guys. I could be lying. Interesting. <laughs> but I thought that was interesting. I didn't want to look it up because I wanted to trust myself that I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> so then after 12 hours, and now, I, it's my understanding that 12 hours is like the minimum, but not the maximum. You could go for days. Oh. In some places, that's typical to like proof for days. Wow. So you, you did your 12-hour proving. Your bagels are kind of cold. 50 degrees is kind of cold. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it was Fahrenheit, too. Because 50 degrees Celsius would be hot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. Americans feel like confirm. <laughs> you're gonna boil it for between like sixty and seconds in some type of water. It could be just water. It could contain lye, which is interesting. I think you might also maybe do that with pretzels. Mm -hmm. It could contain baking soda. Okay. Or barley malt syrup. Mm -hmm. So that adds a sweetness to it again. Or honey. And I even read that um, you can even do like salt water baths. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Huh. And this, so boiling is really important because it allows the bagels to stay fresher for longer. Okay. Because like you know it creates like almost like a crust on it. Yeah. And this was really important way back then. If you were poor and you were buying bagels, you wanted your bagel to last a while. Yeah. You didn't want it to go bad in a day because you needed that bagel for like a week. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was really important. Um, Nowadays, I don't think people are thinking about how long the bagels stay fresh. Uh, then you pull it out of that water and you shove it in a hot oven. I read that for the most part, like just a standard oven's fine, but some places do use um, stone ovens. Oh, kind of interesting. How long do we bake it for? It didn't say. I'm assuming till it's like golden brown. Mm -hmm. I read a bagel is not a bagel if it's not brown. Oh. If you have a quote-unquote blonde bagel, it's not a bagel. Which I feel like I kind of agree with, because if it's not brown, it's probably not crispy. Yeah. And so if you doughy. if you boiled it in a water bath with, like, malt syrup or honey, it's also going to be even browner, because it's got sugars on mm -hmm. it. So it's going to brown faster. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, we can't leave, leave, what is it, let good alone or something? What's the phrase? Mm. Can't let good alone. <laughs> you can't let Someone good alone. Someone at home is, like, screaming it. Yeah, like, 
freaking idiots. God, they're writing an, an email in all caps. You stupid women. Oh my god, I hate women. <laughs> Especially when they try to be funny. Yeah, it's not funny. It's more um, funny. Oh my god, what was I saying? Oh, we decided let's steam bagels. I don't know. It creates what? a softer bagel, which I feel like is ironic. So it's like, effective? It works, technically. But a lot of people are like, those aren't bagels. Can you air fry a bagel? Which I feel like... No, because it would be a donut. To full, like, full, like from, like, baking? Because apparently toasting a bagel with an air fryer is great. Oh. But, like, to actually bake one? I'm sure you technically could. Mm. But when you use steam injection, so that means you put it in an oven that injects steam into the oven. Oh. It takes out the whole boiling process, which I feel like is one of the most unique things about a bagel. Yeah. So I feel like I, I understand why that's not really man. a bagel. Yeah. <laughs> the water's the middleman. Ah, water always being the middleman, huh? God, don't cut it out. Uh, and it just makes a much softer bagel, much like fluffier. And I, I don't feel want like a soft bagel. I know. I feel like if I want a soft bagel, I'm just gonna eat a donut. I want a crunch. Yeah. Well, I want like a chewy, uh, yeah, like a crispy, crunchy outside. So that's just kind of a new thing. Okay. There's many different kinds of, like, bagels. There's the New York bagel, which is what we were technically talking about today. So these are made with malt as their sweetener. They're cold-proofed for multiple days. Wow. And they're boiled in salt water. And then some people claim it's the literal water from New York that makes, like, New York bagels New York bagels. Um, I put not confirmed because I didn't look it up and I don't think you can confirm that. Yeah. But I don't know. I want, I want to get angry bagel, bagel emails. I want someone to email me and say, Hope, I am a bagel purist and here are my thoughts. I I will read it. I will read it word for word on this podcast. If you say the most horrendous things, I'll still say it. I'll just put a warning. (laughs) Um, there's the Montreal bagel. This one's a lot sweeter. Okay. It contains eggs, typically. Okay. And it's boiled on honey water. Mm. And then a lot of times they're coated in white sesame seeds. Okay. Which I think might be one of my favorite kinds of bagels. I don't think I've ever... I've only ever had, like, four bagels in my life. We live by two bagel places. I've never been to either one. I'm going to take you. Harvey and I have been to the one right by us, like, seven times. Please take me. They're so good. I a bagel like, sandwich. You I would like love a, bagels too. a bagel sandwich, like a breakfast sandwich. I've had Einstein Bros a few times, and they're pretty good. That's true. Yeah. The one I had there was good. So, yeah, the Montreal bagel is typically characterized as a sweeter bagel. Okay. And then Panera Bread. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad we've done this. <laughs> so glad we've done this. <laughs> they pioneered cutting the bagel vertically into eight pieces rather than cutting it horizontally which i'm thinking at well i don't know if it was technically your church but in my church i went to growing up they would have like bagel pieces at like coffee and donuts after and they were like weirdly shaped they were like like ovular shingles Anyways, the reason Panera does that is because you can put more, there's more surface area for cream cheese. I'm looking that up. But there's a limit. Harvey and I discovered when we ordered bagels, we decided to order online because we didn't feel like going there and waiting. I think it was like cold out or something. It was raining. And you had the option to ask for more cream cheese. And Harvey did it. And we both agreed it was too much cream cheese. There is a limit to how much cream cheese is good. And we found it. 
The limit does exist. Oh my god, you're right. Do you see it? Wait, show me. It's just bread at that point. Why right. would you cut it like that? Isn't that weird? I don't yeah, like that. Yeah, and how do you put stuff inside of yeah, it? Yeah, you can't make a sandwich. Yeah. So. Oh, Panera, come on. Do better. Oh my god, she just threw her phone at me. Ow. Oh, sorry, I thought you were Panera. Uh, <laughs> that's the end of my notes. Wow. So. I like that. That was fun. We should have bagels. I want to make bagels. I would love to make bagels. I might try making them soon. Hey. Because don't do it without me. I don't have time. Uh, listen. I forgot that we have to find an animal this week. Oh yes. So. We can do that together. Yeah, let's do it. Joints. What should we do? A cat. We did dogs yes, last time. We did dogs last time. So cats. I don't want our microphones to interfere. Um. <laughs> What is it, the Austin Pet Animal Shelter? Center? Austin Animal Shelter. Oh, is it? Your room is cold. Oh, God. Okay. Let's just cut out some of the silence. <laughs> cut out the bat. so big oh he's nothing like uh what was his name the one my mom sent me oh. F. what was Even? it no we, we used to say like free something um free freelander <laughs> oh my gosh this one's this one's been in the shelter for 1200 days okay, he's been foster he's cute that's very sad I'm trying to find one that's like not in foster. That's been there for a long time. Um, oh my god, they're so cute. This is random pictures of them. Fremont? Fremont. It was Fremont. <laughs> He's in Houston, though. So cute. A lot of them are in foster. That's really good. Mm -hmm. And also, just take your take it upon yourselves if you're looking to just browse. You should. There is a ton of pages. Um, Lemur, a domestic short hair mix. He looks like a big boy. He yeah. has such a cute face. He's been in there for 105 days and he's not in foster. And he's nine, so he's nine. you want a little. He's Aww. probably a little chill buddy. He's t about 12 pounds. Oh, it's a she. Oh, Lemur. She spayed, obviously. Oh, I'd, I'd get her. Kennel J02. She's cute. They don't have any more info about her. Oh, cute. Oh, had a panera. That's not what I want. And we'll so. post. I forgot last time, but we can post a picture of her on our Instagram. Oh yeah, we should. Yes. So lemur. Oh yeah, she's so cute. I'll have to save the link. I'll get back to it though. Mouse. Mouse. I was on like the third page and I. Oh, do you think they organize it so that you see the cats that have been in there the longest? They must. Maybe. They, I think they, uh, 
That's a good idea. Those might be kittens, too. That's why they're always interesting. Kittens are so fun. Yeah. People don't get enough of the old cats. I know. That's my goal. Well, here. Seagull. It looks like a lot of their cats are in Foster, which is really great. But Lulu is in Foster, but she's been there for 1,200 days. Um, She's a calico, and calicos are rare. So. Really? Yeah. She's so cute. She's so grumpy. She is about 12 years old, so give her a nice home to, you know, enjoy. That's not a real idea. Cheeky. They're just going to die. But if you were old... Wouldn't you want a nice place to die? Yeah, not just in a cage. I would want a nice place to die. So... Consider it. Yeah, look up... Yeah, spend some time browsing. Honestly, it just... Cats are great. Pets are great. Get one. If you if it feels responsible and reasonable, get yeah. one. Yeah. You'd um, be surprised how much joy there might be in there. Mm-hmm. Lots of joy. Um, and we'll leave the links to those pets mm-hmm. in the description. But I think that's it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> no yeah. fan mail this week. Yep. Uh, we only released an episode like I don't know a week ago. So. Yeah. We're, we want to become consistent again. Mm-hmm. We've just had time lately because break. Want to be more active on our Instagram, too. Yeah. I think yeah. we should make it a, a thing that when we post, like, our thing of pictures, that one of them is a really badly edited photo of us in context of the episode. I'm thinking we put ourselves in that Amityville horror picture. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we can just make it black and white. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so... Um, yeah, check the description if you're looking to adopt a COVID pet. What do they call them? COVID cat? COVID cat, COVID dog. Um, Check out my Etsy. Always going to talk about that one. Mm-hmm. Check out our Redbubble. And follow us on Instagram at UncommonThoughtsPod. With the weird zero. But there's a zero in there. I'll just put it in the description so you don't have to figure out which one's the zero. Just think of it that you can't type in thought because it's inappropriate. Yeah, which makes no sense. But write us in. Tell us what books you're reading. Tell us some new recipe you learned. Tell us something crazy you found out from your uncle at family dinner. Tell us your your bagel purist opinions Yeah. so we can share them with the world. Yeah. And I, we had a good catchphrase at the end of last episode, and I forgot it. We did? Yeah. Stay thoughty? No? Um, Should I look it up? It has good. to be towards the very end, right? Oh, it was like the last thing we said, and then we were like, oh, that's good. We should keep that. <laughs> Let me see. Clearly we didn't. Look, okay. Hear us say devil. It's because it's sped up. What were we talking August? about this for? May? May? Uh, I was so excited. I was like, May, my birthday? Not until August. Mm. Was that it?
be good, be funny, be a thought. I feel like at the end of it, we were like, that was good. So maybe it wasn't that. Oh, that's funny. Uh, be good. Be funny. Be a thought. Bye. Yeah, we'll come up with a